In this episode of Cutscenes, we chase the world record in King of Kong. Let's get right into it. Cutscenes, a video game movie podcast. Welcome to Cutscenes. I'm Katie Lesperance. I'm Jacob McCourt. And I'm Travis Colnett. And this episode, we are talking about 2007's documentary, King of Kong, A Fistful of Quarters. And we start the show as we always start with the tutorial, where we will put 60 seconds on the clock, explain the high-level plot of the movie, but we do it hot potato style, where we each have 20 seconds before we have to pass it off to the next person. Who wants to start? Jacob. Oi, here we go. Travis, do you want to start? All right. No. I'll start. I never like any position that I'm in in this thing, so it really doesn't matter. I'll go last. Okay. Okay. All All right. right. And we start in one, two, three. This is a movie about the beginning of esports back in the day of 2007, where two competitors, Billy Mitchell and Steve Wiebe, decide to fight over dominance in Donkey Kong. They do so at a uh, local, at, at like a competition. I screwed it up. Go ahead. Oh my God. Okay. So they have to like, essentially, there's these two people. One's like the superstar who's like had the record forever. And then the other one's like the challenger. And he's trying to like come up and be the person to kind of beat him. But the uh, Billy Mitchell's kind of rude and he does a bunch of mean things. And um, the other guy's trying to come in and, and do it, but he can't, can't keep getting ahead. And I don't know. Yeah. It kind of dives into this whole uh, tiny subculture of these people who care a lot about these records and there's like cult of personality of Billy Mitchell that for some reason they all adore and he kind of uses it to like squash a very nice guy, Steve Wiebe, who just wants to be the best at something and uh, craziness ensues. Well done. Well all done. right. Thank you for saving we us. Did it, guys. Not too bad. Okay. So first I wanted to start with... So what did everybody know about this movie before they watched it? Jacob. Um, I knew the name Billy Mitchell um, just because I knew he was like very tightly tied to Donkey Kong. And I knew that this movie was about two men fighting for Donkey Kong supremacy. But truly, like that is all that I knew. And this this game is this movie's been on my list for a long time to watch um, this and like indie game, the movie, which did I see that one? I'm not sure. But. That's been on my list for a long time, so I'm glad we're finally finally getting to it. Um, I'm glad we're finally getting to it. I don't think I knew anything other than Katie being like, <laughs> we should watch this. And then I'm just like, yeah, okay. Like, because typically, like, I'm usually, I don't know much about the behind the scenes of the video game, like, world in terms of like who is what player or who made what or who did what and so like n- the names meant nothing to me and then I was like okay sure we'll watch this uh this movie I mean when we watched Pixels y'all mentioned that what Peter Dinklage's character kind of seemed very similar to this Billy Mitchell guy and that's probably the extent that I and I was like sure whatever you guys are talking about but then when you suggested watching this I was like okay sure yeah why not so yeah, I had already seen it a couple times, actually. 
Wow. Um, and then wow. we were talking. Yeah, it's short. It's a very yeah. short movie. And it's very enjoyable. <laughs> like, I, great, short movie. Fantastic. Um, so, yeah, I had watched it a couple times for some reason. And uh, we had been discussing having, like, different types of thing, like, content that we discuss on the show. And then we were talking about documentaries. And I thought that this one would suit us very well because mm-hmm. it's not... Like it's falling around like two different indie developers and they're making a game. It it tells a very clear story. Right. And there are heroes and villains and like side characters and like basically henchmen. <laughs> like <laughs> literally there's the henchmen. There's yeah. henchmen. Yeah. Yeah. They're henchmen. not, they're not oh the God. most competent, but which henchmen are? No. They usually aren't. Yeah. Um, literally. So yeah, so I suggested suggested this. I'm very happy we ended up doing it just because I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so quick thing about the movie. So it, it is a 2007 documentary uh, distributed by Picture House, directed by Seth Jones. His first time directing went on to direct Seth, other things. Seth Gordon. Oh, you're right. Thank you so much with the save. Uh, so Seth Gordon, he went on to direct other things. He did Freakonomics. He did some episodes of The Office, of Parks and Rec. Oh. He has some producer credits. Amongst them is included the movie Pixels. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That, He's an actually executive kind of producer. Sense. Yes. Oh, my God. He is. That's and really I'm funny. Just gonna, I'm going to pop this in... So I popped in the doc. The um, There is a picture of Peter Dinklage at the very bottom um, mm. from the movie Pixels. Now that you both have watched King of Kong, anyone can Google this, Peter Dinklage in Pixels. And it's a Peter Dinklage and he's got like a leopard print shirt and a uh, like a jean jacket. And he's got this swooped back hair and his sunglasses and a goatee beard. And he is... Billy Mitchell. I, yeah. He's Billy Mitchell. I can't believe he's, how much he embodies it. Like, that's so really funny. Does. That's why I thought, you know, he must have kind of taken that to oh, yeah. pull into his character. He already made a movie that was pretty much mm-hmm. like this <laughs> that just decided bit. to adapt it into like a sci-fi thing. I have to be careful <laughs> because Billy Mitchell is litigious and he may listen to this podcast. <gasps> um, but Billy Mitchell sucks. No, no. <laughs> he sucks. I don't know I if he's just going to dive into Billy Mitchell. Yes. I, I I don't know if he's a character, but like essentially this man is he works at his family restaurant selling hot sauce and kind of shows up sometimes. Maybe they villainized him, sure, but then he went on to sue Twin Galaxies or or sue Guinness. I, I forget what party he sued. Um but he just so context. I work in esports. So this man embodies everything I hate about the stereotypes around esports. Oh boy! So I, I just I really wish that he wouldn't do this. <laughs> I was gonna go worse, but I figured I'd be I'd be nice and kind. Okay, you be nice because I don't think he's gonna. He probably won't come after me. Um, <laughs> so he is. Oh, I have nothing to offer. It's fine. Um, yes, I was gonna dive in. So Billy Mitchell is kind of the first character introduced. He is uh, this this long haired bravado. USA. Oh yes, there's he's, he does a little bit of that, which is always a little irritating, but that's okay. Um, yeah, he just kind of has like a lot of bravado and thinks a, very highly of himself, mm-hmm. primarily based on the fact that he is very very good at video games. 
at, at arcade games, at old arcade games. And good at getting and chicks. Apparently. <laughs> there was some talk about chicks at some point. At some point. Uh, when you got some DDGs. Guy- yes, DDGs. <laughs> Someone says, you know, you don't see a lot of DDGs around here. If you don't know, that's drop dead gorgeous girls. I'm like, oh my God. Okay. No one says that. Oh my okay, God. grandma's boy. Literally. This movie is hilarious. Like I. It's so funny. I, I laughed out loud multiple times during this. And I'm like, is this supposed to be this funny? I had no idea if it was supposed to be. If I was supposed to find this this hilarious. But like it might be like. I don't usually get some like out loud, out loud laughs when I watch a movie. Uh-huh. Like I'll get a chuckle here or there. But this may be the funniest movie we've watched so far. And I laughed out loud numerous times where I had to pause and write down whatever was just said just so that I could share them later because it's so funny. Do you have any like, greatest hits? Oh my God. There's so many. Like we were choosing quotes for the end of the episode and I'm just like, there are so many things that are just so funny. Um, Like, okay, Katie mentioned it. The They're like interviewing the one guy's um, student and she's just like, all the science teachers here are weird and she's just so dry. <laughs> you have to watch it. Um, either way, um, there's a few uh, that I just got. The, even the quote on the cake, good luck, Steve, in Donkey Kong. Like, I just yes. can't. I can't. <laughs> I can't. Not like, yay, go for the record. Yeah. Or like, oh, you're, you're, you know, you're the greatest in the world. It's like, good luck in Donkey Kong. And like, they're interviewing like Steve's daughter. Like, not, she's like in the car and Steve's daughter there. And she's just like, some people ruin their lives for Guinness records. And I'm just like, oh, this ass. I was going to mention this at some point. <laughs> yeah. That is like the most insightful thing. The most aware Literally. and insightful yeah. thing that anyone says in this entire movie. is from and the nine-year-old. It's, it's his like, yeah, it's his nine-year-old daughter in the car. And she's like, Guinness World Records. Like some people kind of ruin their lives for them though. And then Steve's kind of like, oh, like he's taken aback. And he As she's being like back. dragged to like another like video game competition thing you know mm-hmm. <laughs> it's oh, just God. i found it so unintentionally funny unless it was supposed to be really funny but i found this very 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 hilarious and i was very entertained i think it was um i think it was made to be funny to be like entertaining in a funny manner it, but i don't think but why it's funny is that no one in the movie is being intentionally funny right yeah. it's all they're all so serious yes. and they're so and i get like Whatever is important to you is important oh, for to sure. you. And like love anytime anyone is passionate about anything where they're like, I love this thing so much. But when it's such a, um, a such a niche thing and these people are talking about it as if it's life and death, literally yes. at some point, Billy Mitchell says, you can lose your life, but don't lose that tape. Uh, like <laughs> he says it. Doesn't he say it to an old woman who is like the Hubert yes! world record Doris. holder? He says Doris. it to Doris. <laughs> This tape is worth more than your life. Poor Doris. I mean, he also says it to someone else, too. He says it to one of his henchmen. I, everyone mean, can die for this I think tape. Brian Kerr caught one. Is that how you say his name? Brian Kerr? Like Brian Kerr. Kerr. There's video on YouTube. You can look at it later. But there's like a video of him from 2019 doing an interview with, I think it's like, vg20 or something like that and essentially he's just like they like villainized us they like misrepresented they made us look silly in the movie i'm like bro that's not they may have cut it together for comedic effect but you went around to every single person and saying like there's a kill screen coming for for donkey kong so 
to get all of these people crowded around to try and psych him out. Mm-hmm. Like you did it. That's the thing. When people say, well, you know, I was I was edited to look bad or like I was villainized, which is probably true. Yeah. Because any any show, any show, oh, any for sure. documentary show, Reality they're like, oh, show. you know, you like to have your heroes and villains. Right. And the people yep. that you love to hate and all that. Um, but at the same time, you you said what you said and you did what you did. Yep. Like, I, maybe there's context missing, which is fair. But still, it's like they can only do so much. They can't just invent things. Right. You still did right. it. Yeah. You didn't act, like act like that wasn't like a performance. No. Maybe you were maybe you were acting up for the sake of the cameras watching you. But that's you also, your like, fault. Yeah. You get you did those mm-hmm. things. Right. So. Yeah. So we've got Billy Mitchell who yeah rose to prominence when he was fairly young. Got this Donkey Kong record and he has been riding that thing ever since. He is the Donkey Kong guy and he seems to get like a free pass to anywhere amongst the people who care about that thing. I created right. esports. I created a video game competition. Esports lays on it. my back. I can hear him saying that. <laughs> Absolutely, he would think that. So yeah, we have him. We have, like I said, Brian Koo. There is Steve Sanders, who was his friend. Who It's, it's like childhood rival who think, became his friend yeah, who so is like, like his like he cheated to get a record around. right yeah yes so Steven Sanders did, that's yeah. thing so Steven Sanders was like they met at this like life like photo shoot early on and the movie kind of opens this way and they met because the Steve Sanders guy lied about like getting a, a record on uh, Donkey Kong and he ended up getting like put into this photo shoot with all these world record people. And so then Billy Mitchell's pretty much like, hey, let's go inside and like, let's play. And he like wiped the floor with him. And then they kind of became friends. But essentially, the Steve Sanders guy, uh, you know, they become friends, but he he lied essentially to to get there. Right. Um, and I found it hilarious because then he's he's become a lawyer, um, essentially. Yeah. And like, I don't know if he is essentially Billy Mitchell's lawyer or just like a friend still. I don't know what the situation is there. But later on, when they're talking about like um, Billy Mitchell, um, there's we'll probably get into it. But there's a gentleman named Roy who gets involved. Um, and Steve Sanders is pretty much like uh, Roy threatened Billy. Roy threatened Billy's life. And I like he he's pulling this very lawyery thing, and I just yeah. I just sat back and I said, "Excuse me, are we going to listen to Steve Sanders' known liar? Like we know he's a liar because he lied about that game when he was nineteen. No, this is liars. a fact. Yeah, <laughs> I do him not believe being him. Being a lawyer was like the least believable thing to me in this entire movie. Yeah, he just he doesn't sound. I don't know. He's just he doesn't come across as a very. Um, the best like critical thinker and like he's yeah. just I, I don't want to say not smart but it's just yeah I think what we should call out here is smart. that he, he is a lawyer uh, and we are calling out specifically specifically the lie that was proven <laughs> yes. of his Donkey Kong game so please don't sue us this is fact <laughs> no. thank you yes he says I lied he yep. stated in the documentary uh-huh. Uh-huh. I lied yeah cool all fact just stating this um, for fact yep <laughs> yes. I'm a lawyer. So, yes. Oh my god. Not a fact. We're all lawyers. Everyone's a lawyer. <laughs> so we meet all of them, all that stuff that's going on, and then we meet the other main character in this documentary, Steve Weeby, mm-hmm. who I feel like guy. his name it represents him so well. <laughs> He's Steve Weeby. That's his name. Like that's him in a name. Yeah. Uh, He's yeah. So He's a nice. family man. He's so nice. I love Steve lovely Weeby. man. 
Where is where is Weeby at in his life? He like at least from like the picture that they start framing at the beginning is he's someone who has like so many talents. He's so he's so good at like he played a lot of sports. He's great with music. He's good with anything with his hands, essentially. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's someone Surprised who never his wife s- didn't like look in the camera and be like, and oh, good with his hands. Oh, no. <laughs> My Wink. brain went there, too, when she said something along those lines. And I was just like, uh oh, I'm not I'm not going there. <laughs> Sorry. Go no. ahead. No. <laughs> um, and so he is just generally like a very nice guy. But the thing is, he doesn't seem to get ever seem to be like the winner or comes out on top in anything that he does. Right. Kind of comes up second, second fiddle a little bit and, and just like comes up short a little bit in, in some of the stuff that he's doing in his life. And so um, like he, you know, was going to work for Boeing and then was laid off from there. And then now he's a teacher and um, he just really enjoys playing Donkey Kong. He has a cabinet in his garage and he just plays and he's just he, he just likes doing these things because he's just he's got some skill. He's got very good hand eye coordination, I'm assuming, because they've got this whole like, you know, scene with him playing the drums and uh, all this stuff. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, like he seems v- very competent and smart and capable. Just, he you know, drew the short straw most of the time in his life. Right. So this was kind mm-hmm. of his like moment to shine. And he very much is like the underdog going into like this whole thing. I feel like um, I wonder if it's more that he is not the most assertive person. Yes. And this is just like perception again, based on a documentary that's very short. But I feel like he's not one to he's not one to like take charge or step on people's toes to like get what he wants. He's just he's just he's a very nice, decent man. Yes. Who, yes, is very capable. And it's just it hasn't worked out. He's maybe At a doormat. A little bit. A little bit. Hmm. Yeah. Very hmm. nice guy, though. Um, <laughs> at the beginning of the movie, I was wondering how um, how this marriage was going to go <laughs> over the course of this movie. Because there is a part very, at, right at the beginning where he, this is after he's, um, he's kind of seen uh, what the world record is. And he's like, oh, he's like, I can beat that. Yep. He's like, I think I could beat that. So it kind of like... Yeah, so he kind of sets his mind to it. Like, I'm going to beat this score because he's laid off. He he kind of, that becomes his like driving focus of like a purpose in his life. Like, right. I'm going to focus on doing this. So he's playing Donkey Kong in his garage all the time. And then his wife, Nicole, um, who's lovely. Yes. She, but at the beginning of the movie, she says something like, you know, I don't need him like on the couch next to me at night. Like, I'm not needy. Like, I'm not like emotionally needy. I don't need that. It's okay. But I need him to like, help with the kids and like do a couple things around the house and like just just a few things yeah now and then would be nice and it's like oh oh no i don't i don't know how this is gonna go she seems very supportive though like she's super like super super supportive of like the whole thing you know like and she's actually like invested like she gets very emotional mm-hmm. later on when she can see that like he's being taken advantage of um which is nice i mean th- yeah it didn't go the route of like oh, this ends relationships because it's, you know, life-breaking or anything. Yeah, I thought the same thing. Like, as the movie goes on, you see her really wanting him to succeed just because she wants him to have a win. Yeah. Like, not because she wants him to be the best Donkey Kong. Like, I don't think she actually cares about that <laughs> at all. He needs it for his soul to be fulfilled. Yeah. 
she's like oh it would like give him a lot like he would gain a lot from that and it would make him feel uh, accomplished in some way that he that he came out on top yeah mm-hmm. so you see her like get more invested and like they travel to is it I don't the east coast know. somewhere i think jersey i don't even understand where they travel to half the time in this movie i just I assume they went places I, I know they're west coast and most of it so takes place they're the from game. redmond washington and then mm-hmm. they go to the tournament at fun spot in laconia new hampshire new hampshire that's yeah right. so yeah Still so they, they travel with him <laughs> geography travis yeah, geography okay. what um yeah and then she gets more and more invested like you said she gets emotional she's like you know i just hate that he gets the short straw or i hate that these people she's like oh he's not conniving like which is kind of implying that the people on the other side are being a little conniving yeah. and a little manipulative mm-hmm. and she almost seems to like not like him more but a little bit yeah. where she's like oh yeah that's that thing about him that i really like mm-hmm. so it actually kind of turned out nice i was yeah. like oh this is sweet. It's, it is very sweet. And then it's, they come and support him at the end. Like they're there for that last like major tournament at the end of the thing. Mm-hmm. So which is really nice. Speaking about wives, let me tell you the thing that surprised me most about this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, when uh, there's a, a woman who starts speaking about Billy and I love the, it. Title, the title card, the lower third comes in that says Billy Mitchell's wife. And this is like. <laughs> 60 minutes or like 50 minutes into the movie and that's the one time where i was like excuse me this man is mm-hmm. married there is someone who <laughs> adores this man enough to be his wife oh excuse me and also he's a wrestler he's, he's a professional wrestler but he does that's his life and he lives this arcade lifestyle and someone maybe he's different in private i don't know but that was the thing travis you wrote down quotes that made you stop and laugh that was the one time where i paused it and had to go did i just see that right does he have a wife (laughs) and yeah that's the first time we see her it's like at the end of the movie yeah and then weeby's wife is like kind of an ever-present thing yeah throughout the movie and then it's like no she she's there yeah she's present (laughs) Enough. And then whenever yeah. they talk to her, like they do a short interview with her and all her answers are pretty like, I don't know. I'm like, how, what is this marriage? Well, she doesn't have much to say, honestly, because no. they literally ask her like, oh, have you ever seen your husband play video games? And she's like, no. Like, have you ever gone to any tournaments with your husband? No, like nothing. She's, he doesn't, because he doesn't play anything. He literally like doesn't go. Like that's literally one of the major parts of this movie is that he just will not show up to any of these competitions because he's too I'm assuming too afraid to lose. He just will not show up. And so He's a comic book villain. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because he he refu- he like throws his henchmen around and like doesn't do They're on at the least phone how constantly. he's portrayed in the movie. Yeah. Hey Billy, nice he's safe. got he's got one man and he's he's got six hundred thousand. Doesn't he at one point answer the phone and saying world record headquarters, Billy Mitchell? Sure does. Oh my God. He sure does. Yes, he does. (laughs) Yeah. No, it's something. (laughs) So yeah. So what? Weeby is in the, oh, so his striving to get the record. He's playing the game. He's playing Donkey Kong in his garage. So he's taping these attempts because as apparently the way to do this is that if you send in, if you're not doing it live, then you have to submit a taped copy of mm-hmm. you playing the game and send it to twin galaxies like right. their yeah. headquarters and then they will uh watch it thoroughly and decide if it's real or not basically so he 
trying to make the record. His son is screaming at him. Yeah. The entire time. <laughs> he's like, stop. And he's like, no, I'm going to get the record. Look at I'm going to get the record. Your daddy's going to be the, have the world record. He's like, stop playing Donkey Kong. I was like, oh, my and the God. The son is literally screaming, wipe my butt, wipe my butt. And I'm just like, oh, my God, man. <laughs> so he submits that tape. Yep. Because that's the one where he does it. screaming included. Two Twin Galaxies. They verify it. Mm-hmm. They say, oh, yeah, it's real. He did the thing. That's great. And then... They start to kind of doubt it because what ends up happening is that um, they find so I don't know I'm it's very clear that Twin Galaxies and like they they outright stated at times that like them having Billy Mitchell be the top Donkey Kong player is good for their brand and yep. they they you know obviously Billy's not happy about it but it, there's like what's his name Walter Day. Walter Day. Yes. And he's like the head referee of Twin Galaxies. And it's, I don't know, it's very apparent that there is some bias towards Billy being the one to hold the record. So they send people to Steve Wiebe's house to come take a look at his machine. And they see that like there was apparently a board sent to him by this guy named Roy. Who, what's, what is it? He's Mr. like an arch nemesis of Billy Mitchell. Oh my God. Like, and, and so they start to question the validity of that board and like, oh, his scores can't like, he's messed with this board. Like we can't trust him. He's, he, he can't submit tapes. He's got to do it live. This man's a ghost. He has to do it live. Oh my God. And also in the process, we meet another great character in this movie because they're all characters. Yeah. Absolutely. Roy Schilt. Yeah. Who, as soon as you meet him, they're like, "This guy's probably lying." He he has it out for uh for Billy, and you're like, "Yeah, sure, Billy." Like, I don't really trust anything that Billy says at this point. But then you meet Roy Schult, and you go, "Ah, no, I don't, I don't know if I know. believe you either." <laughs> <laughs> you're not the best person. No, not really. He like makes videos, and it's like Mr. Awesome's Guide to Girls, and I literally was like, "What the fuck is this?" And the and like he's sitting there being like, I just want the recognition I got for being like, you know, such a, I don't know what, I don't even understand what he, he was wanting recognition so for. He had, he claims to have originally had the Missile Command high score, which he says then Billy took for him and they declared it as a fake record. Right. And he has held this Missile Command grudge forever. Yes. <laughs> and it's just so absurd. That's the thing. Everything that everyone says um, like I said, again, if you're invested in this, good for you. But as an outsider, listening to anyone talk in this movie just sounds so ridiculous. It's so funny. because it's the mo- he's like he's been he's been after me about this missile command score for like ten years. It's like, <laughs> what is this? Yeah. <laughs> Who does this? <laughs> Who's obsessed with this stuff this much? I don't understand. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. So yeah, so they invalidate that, and then we get to Weeby traveling to Sunspot, which is in New Hampshire, which is like kind of um, it's a Fun local spot. arcade. What oh, sorry? Fun spot or Sunspot? Fun spot. Fun spot. Why did I write Sunspot? <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> so from there, we have that record is invalidated for no reason. So Weeby travels to Fun Spot. Fun Spot is the like headquarters 
of the uh they like have actually See, I shouldn't host. This is why I shouldn't host names and places. <laughs> Who thought this would be a good idea? <laughs> Essentially like it's a place oh, yeah. where a lot of high-ranking Twin Galaxies members are, and so it's it's kind of the unofficial mecca of if you do it here it counts. So that's why Weeby decides that he's going to go there. There's a tournament there, and that's where he challenges Billy Mitchell's score and ends up reaching a kill screen. And setting a new world record there. Right. But at the same time, like <laughs> immediately after setting the record. Oh my God. Billy. This like, is the worst part. This, this is, is the part that that made everyone go, you've got to be kidding me. Right. Like this can't be actually happening right now. So literally Steve is there breaking the record in person doing it. And then Billy Mitchell sends a videotape. With with Doris. With Doris, who is a par- <laughs> some little sweet old lady who likes to play uh, Qbert. And she delivers this videotape. And essentially, it's for them to watch. And it's Billy Mitchell's videotape of him beating the record and getting like over a million points. Yeah, breaking a million for the first time. Exactly. And like everyone is watching inside of this arcade and it's it's a one time viewing thing only. And they they're like, oh, cool. But they don't really like there's like questions about its validity because the screen is it's obviously a copy of a copy and it kind of cuts out at weird times. And it's just it's very strange. Um, And it very it very much gives the impression like it's like oh shit poor steve again like just got his thing and then billy comes in with this like videotape and billy's not yeah. even present billy's not even there brian what's his face is on the phone like with him the entire time so the thing about that whole scene to me that was so ridiculous is that it is the most like boot looking of the entire thing like i was embarrassed yeah for the amount of boot licking because he's literally saying over the over the phone to billy who billy is just like on a couch lounging somewhere with a camera crew yeah and just listening and brian Koo is standing there and he's just keeps saying everyone is watching this tape no one is gonna miss this (laughs) no one is gonna miss this moment All eyes are on this tape. Nothing could possibly tear anyone's attention away from this, from this moment of yours. Oh, this is amazing. And I'm like, just stop. Just stop what you're doing. This is uncomfortable. Like, why? And then um, the moment when Billy turns to the camera and he says, not even Helen of Troy had this much attention on her. I was like, what? There was 30 guys in a room looking at a tape. I laughed. It wasn't even looking at you. I laughed out loud when he said what that. Is, and, I he, and he grinned loud. after the weirdest little grin. And yeah. I'm like, what? What world is this? What like universe do you live in? Like you are. You, and I get it. Your whole life revolves around this. Like but this not even. Thing. He won't even show up. His life doesn't revolve around it because he's literally sitting on a couch. Like, it's like an afterthought. Yep. Most of it is an afterthought. He doesn't show up to anything. Mm-hmm. It's, it's hilarious because, like, he acts like his life revolves around it, but then he doesn't put in the work and he doesn't show up. And then poor Steve is sitting here, like, in the shadow <laughs> of this guy. 
Like, get out of here. I don't know. <laughs> Poor Steve. I know. They didn't even get his name right until the end. Literally. Oh, my God. They were saying his name wrong. And Which also, that was a nice moment, though. The moment when he says, for the, like, the first time, the entire movie, what did you say? And he's like, oh, uh, weeb. And he's like, it's weeby. I was like, hey, you corrected someone in your name. You finally, like, moved past being doormat. Like, literally. Progress. Like, yeah, he made progress. By the end of the movie, he could, like, assert himself to at least have someone say his name right. <laughs> Which, yes. I guess, is is something. <laughs> I like to think that we've progressed further since then. Yeah. Yes. I like to think that like yes. there's been a lot of growth. Yeah. <laughs> so yes. So Walter Day basically gets on the phone. He's like, that tape was amazing. We saw it all happen. Everyone watched it. That was awesome. So uh, you're going to submit this? Okay, cool. Which we saw earlier that the head ref, Robert Ruchik. Yeah. Um, basically sits in this cabin and like reviews these videos and like in depth watches them every minute of them to make sure that they are valid and Walter Day on the phone is just like all right so uh yeah that's cool I think we're good we're gonna put it in <laughs> and that was the moment where you go what yeah yeah how yeah yeah literally I know and then it's funny because at the end of the movie, you kind of get a like, where are they now? And apparently that with Robert, is that his name? Um, yeah. Robert. He like, he like resigned immediately after that. Yeah. Like they didn't put mm. that into the movie. And I thought that would have actually been a very like good thing to mention beforehand. <laughs> but like he, yeah, they tell you after like, oh no, after that whole debacle, he pretty much like dipped. He was like, yeah, no, I can't. This is my integrity that I'm representing. Like he seems very like integrity is very very important to that guy mm-hmm. and it seems like it was just thrown out the window so that billy could be on top again like literally within minutes like oh my god don't even get me started but yeah i thought it was surprising because walter day seemed to be the same he seemed to have built up twin galaxies as like i founded this and like i really place a lot of importance in this right and uh, it felt like I'm like, oh, you just sold your soul. Like yeah. you built this thing <laughs> and you you sold your soul to Billy Mitchell. You did it. Yeah. He sold the and business it, later to to Chase Hall. I don't know if that's a, a name y'all recognize, but he mm-hmm. um he was a co founder of Monolith Studios. They made the fear games. Okay. Uh he also he's also had a couple other um ventures, uh including, I believe he was the CEO of an esports team too, so um, interesting. Just a fun tidbit for later for you, but uh, I think he sold the business to someone else eventually, uh, but not in this film. Interesting. I think it's for the best. Is <laughs> <laughs> it an embarrassment happened? Yeah. So yeah, poor or weep. That's a moment where you're like, you really feel bad for him because he actually did it. Like he put it on the line. He went out to do it. And succeeded in the, like the moment where it's like that. This is it. It's you have to do it now, or you don't do it. Right. And I don't know. Anytime, even yourself, when you're like, "Oh, that was the moment that I needed to perform, and I performed well." Yeah, that's like the best feeling ever. And he had it for like ten minutes. Yeah, that was the most heartbreaking thing. Is that he? You saw him. You saw him. How happy he was, and how proud he was that he did the thing. 
And then they're just like, nah, bye. And yeah. they just strip it yeah. yep. instantly on based on nonsense. Yep. And like, I don't know, anyone who's felt like they've yep. been like cheated out of something, I'm like, you have to empathize. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like 100%. Mm-hmm. It's sad. And he's crying later. I'm just like, oh, I, I feel so bad. Poor Weeby. Poor Weeby. <laughs> um, but yeah, he kind of gets a second shot, a second chance. He goes on with his life. He yeah. like goes home. And he seems to be okay with it. And then the dire- the um, the director or the producer or whoever it was behind the camera, while they're like revisiting him at home, they're like, hey, by the way, Guinness Book of World Records coming around. They uh, they want to do that. They want to do the uh, Donkey Kong. What do you think? I'm like, oh. Like drag <laughs> this felt- poor guy back into it all over again. They're going to put yeah. seven to 10 records in the book. You have till April 20th, 420. You want to? <laughs> And he can't seem to resist it. Yeah. So, yeah. So, that's when he drags the whole family out. I mean, they kind of make it into a vacation. Oh, for sure. It seemed like a nice time, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They all head back out to New Hampshire, go back to No, no. They go to Hollywood, Florida, which is Billy Mitchell's hometown, to essentially try try and get him to come out to be like, hey... I'm gonna host a tournament like I want to try and get this record like Billy why don't you come out and like you we can like play head-to-head like it's right in your hometown so you have no reason not to yeah literally it's they bring it to him to like at least give Billy every single opportunity to show up he doesn't even show up to his own restaurant like I'm just my mind is blown by how much this guy does not care to like make himself known you mean like, his job is is selling hot sauce from the family business <laughs> weird seems like a Literally, great job for him there are so many scenes of him facing hot like hot sauce and pushing other products behind and pulling his to the front of shelves what like oh my god there's, oh i didn't notice that yeah, in like, that part just watching the beginning him, yeah just watching him do it like he's there's like other hot sauces on the shelf and like you'd see like one go behind and then he'd pull out another one like pull out one of his and like expand the facings this is speaking of a person who works in grocery like <laughs> ah, <laughs> expands on the facings of it and he's shoving other ones behind and I'm like, you reckon that planogram, man? Like, <laughs> you've only paid for so many spots. Like, <laughs> just like, also, no. They could have superimposed Steve Weeby's face on one of those hot sauce bottles that he's just shoving to the back behind him. <laughs> <laughs> and it would have worked perfectly. Well, here's something very funny. If you watch <laughs> like a video he meme. did, Katie, I'm sure you're going to cover it later, but he, his records are taken away. He contests his records. Spoilers. Um, there's a video when his uh, records get reinstated and behind him, he's got like a wrestling belt, like books, and then he has a barstool sports hot sauce, which I just <laughs> had so many questions because I'm like, why does this man have barstool hot sauce and not his own hot sauce? Maybe it is his. Maybe barstool bought his hot sauce or something. I know uh, Dave Portnoy has tweeted about Billy Mitchell in the past, so... Um, Maybe there's a maybe you got a brand deal for hot sauce. Who knows? Aye, but I thought aye, that, that was aye, that aye. was fun. Speaking of hot sauce, <laughs> hmm. yeah. That, so that's the moment that I really thought this was going to happen. He even walks in. Yeah, uh, Billy walks in to the, the arcade final tournament, and he doesn't even like deem Steve worthy enough to say hi. Yeah. Yep. He stands by him with his wife. <laughs> and then Steve's like, "Oh, hey, glad you made it out." Like he says a little a little piece a little a little something. Yeah. 
And and Billy says, there's certain people I don't want to be around for very long. <laughs> and then he walks away. You came because because Steve was there. Yeah. That's why you came. Like, he's because- never spoken to him before, ever. Like, he Steve calls him being like hey let's have a friendly competition like he's so like pleasant and you yes, won't even like most pleasant you won't even like sit down and play like he is legitimately too afraid to lose that he mm-hmm. will he makes his presence known he walks around the little venue a little bit and then immediately leaves yep like and that is the extent of his him like being on the scene at all in this entire film he is otherwise in other places other than where the action is actually happening. Mm-hmm. It's And insane. like you said, they ask his wife, oh, have you ever seen him play uh, video games at, at, at live? She goes, no. Yeah. <laughs> the best part is that she laughs. She like kind of chuckles and smirks and says, no. No. Video games are for children. No. That's ludicrous. Yeah. Not at all. Mm. Which is insane. So yeah. So he does not get the world record nope but he does have like the highest live performance he has the highest live recorded performance yes so because you know the the other it's beaten by that possibly faulty tape allegedly (laughs) you know you gotta clear it by the lawyers uh allegedly allegedly and then they kind of take it as a win yeah like they kind of he kind of almost takes appears to at that moment at least take that as like he seems okay with leaving it like that uh steve i mean Mm -hmm. but (laughs) but the big but he goes home plays more donkey kong in his garage as you do because he just you know he can't resist the call i guess and then in another recorded tape he manages to beat it so now he owns both and then, uh, as yeah, of Billy the end of the movie, anything. he yes. ends both. Yeah. Correct. Both. Not now. Yep. Nobody sue us. <laughs> At the end of the recording of the production of the movie, he owned both records. Now, interesting. Things happened many years later. Um, do you guys remember this at all? It was in 2018. It was kind of a big story in video games. Hmm. I heard it transiently. Like, I didn't know the people involved i didn't really know what it was about i but i knew what had happened okay no i don't know anything nothing please tell me i don't remember Uh, like i i know what you're talking about because i did the research but i i don't i didn't remember it back in back in the day you did the research you want you want to fill us in yeah so i i guess i can i can kind of fill us in is that there was eventually a dispute um, where there there always had been people that uh, questioned the validity of the, validity of the tape because there was like weird artifacting on the tape. There there was thoughts of like, did he tamper this? And what was found out is that he was using emulation software, if I'm not mistaken, to play the game, which is specifically not allowed in Twin Galaxies. And so for two years, they took away his world records. Hmm. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and, then, and also, also interestingly enough, the investiga- investigation committee said that part of their evidence was from DVD special features from this documentary. What? That there was things that they saw that were like, hmm, that looked weird. 
we need to look at that more. Because it was what? like score skipping. Because there'd, there'd be like artifacting on the left side of the tape, and they were like, yeah. "This is consistent with if you stopped and started the tape, uh, and the score would like skip up really, really fast." Is that is that kind mm-hmm. of in summary? Oh in my summation. god! In summary, or what it is? Yeah, kind of cut and paste this game together. Yep, more or less. So allegedly, this is they think this is what happened. So he was stripped. Of everything. He has since, um, there's been a lot of lawyers, a lot of legal things have happened, a lot of suing has happened. Um, I believe he is still stripped. No. And not, no? No. So in 2020, uh, there is a video on the Guinness World Records YouTube page where they essentially apologize to Billy Mitchell for taking his records away. And it's a vid- It's like a six-minute video. Like Google it right now. Uh, actually, let let's all let's all watch it together here. But it is an official video from Guinness that says, "Hey, we're sorry. Billy Mitchell's records are reinstated." Oh no! With the USA tie and everything. But I think he's wearing a shirt, and then over the shirt he has his tie, or like. He's got like a vest on and over the vest he has his USA tie. I think you kind of get the the crux, yeah? Mhm. Ay, caramba. If you go to wow. the last thing, if you go to the Billy Mitchell, like go to 526, um that little bar stool hot sauce uh is on the left-hand side. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So we watched the video together. What would y'all think? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm what to make of that. I'm so that, confused. You know Great. I just I find it strange that it is such this had to be a thing where Billy was like, "Oh, okay, you're going to reinstate me. You're going to put out a very produced video talking about how amazing I am, right?" right? I'm going to pay for it. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm going to walk around an arcade. Thing. And everyone looks the exact same. He looks the exact same. Walter Day made a cameo. He looks the exact same. Like, kudos to him, I guess. We'll put the video in the show notes if you are if you want to watch it. I'm just so confused. Goodness. I just don't understand. Like, I'm just, I'm, I'm at a loss of words. I do not understand how that is possible. I'm so confused. My mind is blown. Usually when Guinness like makes decisions like that, like they know, you know, it's like, I I would love to know the inside story. Like what actually happened? I really want to know. Can Mm -hmm. we get a sequel to this? I need a sequel to this documentary. Oh, please. I love that. Please make a sequel. Tell me what's happened since. Yeah, I'm ready. I heard that in 2020, there was a few articles about how. Steve Weeby was like getting back into the game and like uh, trying to make some records again and started like streaming and stuff. I don't know if he actually ended up streaming. Oh I, don't, I can't confirm. But there was some talk that he was like thinking of getting back into that whole scene, which I think that this whole movie does a really good job of, I don't know how accurate it is, but of like showing a really small scene like a small, like uber niche, the most niche yeah. group, 
and being like, hey, this is, these are the people. This is what it's like. Like, this is this uh, fun spot location that these people play at. And I felt like, I was like, oh, I, I learned something from this. Like, right. I'm like, I I know a corner of video games that I didn't know before. Right. That I wasn't super interested in but they made it interesting that's the thing though but they have good characters yes which any good documentary if it had it can be about something that you don't care about at all yeah. but if they're like these are our characters and they're fascinating to watch then you'll watch it mm-hmm. yes. right and then you'll like learn about the thing mm-hmm. and get interested i sent Perfect. you guys another video of um billy mitchell and steve Weeby having a conversation uh in 2018 uh oh, actually talk to him they talk to each other Oh, wow. All right, guys. So we've kind of given the layout of the movie and our general thoughts. Um, But you know what? Maybe we're wrong. So we're going to hop into critical hits. This is a segment where we read Metacritic user reviews. So I've pulled some from Metacritic. Put them in the doc for us. So I've got a few for us there. Mm -hmm. So Travis, how about you start? Sure. So... Chris J gives us an eight and it says this film is this, this film definite makes an argument that Billy Mitchell is a tool. He uses the twin galaxies organization to protect his all time high score. The film will make you cheer for Steve who is a competent down on his luck down on his luck type of guy. The film didn't disappoint and I had high expectations. Very true. I agree. Mm hmm. Uh, Jacob, you want to give us the next one? Yeah, this is from Chris S. He gives it a 9 out of 10 and says, wonderful movie if you have any, and I mean any, interest in the subject. If I can thoroughly enjoy this movie on a cruise ship on a crappy 14-inch TV while the the boat rocks (laughs) harshly from a nearby storm, it has to be darn good. This guy watched it on a cruise ship and felt the need to, like, Review it on Metacritic. He one Specifics. sentence is about the movie, and another sentence yeah. is about his life, which is weirdly on a cruise boat with a fourteen-inch television. Oh my god! He has to give context. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Giwa. Okay, Giwa uh, also gives it a nine. So pulling Metacritics, there are not that many Metacritic reviews, and they're almost all positive. Oh, interesting. Like extremely positive. There was a handful of low uh, scores, but not with reviews. Hmm, interesting. So yeah, no. Everyone, bots. everyone seems to very much like this movie. They're all bots. Uh, <laughs> bots. Bots. Sent by uh, Billy Mitchell. Yeah. <laughs> Jiwa. Scores at a nine. They said, who would have thought the true life... Oh man, this is a... Who would have thought the true life story, two guys playing Donkey Kong, could turn into such a compelling doco. <laughs> Villains, heroes, nerds, and bad fashion come together for this little gem. Oh, my God. There is so much fashion. <laughs> Even bad fashion is still fashion. Yep. Oh, yeah. It's still what it's called. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. And it is a sight. Oh, my God. A lot of choices. I enjoyed it a lot. So many choices. Like, strong uh-huh. choices. Like, with conviction. <laughs> I liked it a lot. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Okay. Um. Robert P. Pattinson gives this a 10. Um, Besides showing the goofy personalities of the contestants, the film bears the scandaliferous political jockeying among the 
obsessed oddballs behind the scenes in the world record business. All through the movie, they're busy putting on the evil eye makeup. Uh, the evil. Why did I say makeup? <laughs> <laughs> There's no makeup. I don't. <laughs> why did I pick the one that has the worst words? Um, okay. <laughs> putting the evil eye on our quizotic. You could you could probably just skip that one. What's that quizotic? word? Quizotic. Quizotic. I don't know. Quizotic. Mild-mannered hero Steve W. He won't even say his name. Um, <laughs> scheming to throw yet more obstacles in the way of his exhausting quest to break the official record. This is a great way to use up two hours of your life sitting in a plush seat. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's reviews that I read seem to be like very location-based. On a Quixotic. rocky boat. Quixotic. Oh, Quixotic. Interesting. Well, I just you know don't what? know words, apparently. <laughs> I will do the next one because I meant to give the last one to Jacob. Oh, my God. So I will do the next one. The next one is Paxter. Scored it also a nine. They said this movie could have easily have been a mockumentary with the extreme characters involved. However, it isn't. This is real life complete with heroes, geeks, and villains. Despite Billy Mitchell being the villain, it is really him who makes it such a compelling movie. His extreme personality and egotistical drive make this as much an emotional journey as a geeky game-playing tourney game playing journey don't be put off by the subject matter it is so much more than that yes he really is just the most not not, cartoon villain yeah he really is he plays into it so much he's a disney villain like all of it if he had a mustache he would twirl it it. yeah he totally would he would have it looped Mm -hmm. around and like tying people to train rack train tracks (laughs) he's wily coyote for sure yeah yes except way more successful a, uh good save <laughs> 10 out of 10 from tony s uh they say 100 percent killer so good it actually inspired me to vote <laughs> <laughs> what does that even mean <laughs> it must have been the usa tie oh I my god can, oh i, I my can just god. imagine what like a negative review of this movie would be we have a review here from Alvin. Uh, it's a one out of ten. Um, I hate how they portrayed my god, Billy Mitchell. He's a god of the arcades, and this movie made him a villain. He's a good boy. This movie's poo-poo. One out of ten. Get better. <laughs> what the heck? Where did that come from? I made that up. It's a great review. Oh my god, I thought you were reading. <laughs> Your eyes were moving as if you were reading. And it's like on we've f- read a lot of terrible reviews that, that could have fit right in with some of the other ones. Yeah, that was on par. Thank you. I'm I'm yeah. Alvin. <laughs> but yes, it would be it would it would be someone who like idolizes Billy Mitchell absolutely, oh who just god. tears into this movie. Mm-hmm. Okay, and with that, we go into Min Max, our next segment, which is the segment where we talk about the Max the good and the min the not so good that we have not covered yet who's got hmm. some stuff for i can us. go first with a min i actually have yeah. no max it's it's funny to talking about a documentary because it, it like you can talk about the pacing and the storytelling which i think well there you go pacing and pacing was pretty good in this movie i appreciated that it was mm-hmm. very short there's my there's my max uh and my min is again it's just like I feel like the director like portrayed like pick the most under a rock nerds you could ever find and be like this is video games and I'm probably super sensitive about it because like part of my job is being like there are no people like this or the people you care about are not these people but I guess it was a choice of like maybe not the people you care about but like 
not everyone is like this. There are normal, well-adjusted human beings that love video games, and this movie kind of portrays them like that. It was a choice. It's a choice that I just didn't like. Mm-hmm. Personal choice. Yeah, that's fair. It it kind of shows everyone involved, though. But at the only time that I felt like it was really um, going out of its way to caricature somebody was... Um, was Billy Mitchell Walter Day no Walter <laughs> no Billy Mitchell is Billy Mitchell he's like yeah this is what I'm doing and it, it's all clearly what he's saying to the camera that is how he's choosing pre- to present himself Char- um Walter Day the founder of um Twin Galaxies mm-hmm. they kind of they're like how about we go out to this place with and you have a guitar and yeah. like you're just playing a song and, and like is he meditating montage yeah like yeah what, is he like he's doing yoga like he seems very different than what you would expect i don't know if he was like oh hey let me show you the meditation i do or if they were like oh you meditate cool you want to bring us that'd be great and they like kind of push to add it to make him more of a caricature i don't know right but that's the one thing that i was like i feel like they may have been a little harsh on walter but i don't know Again, yes. Billy doesn't seem to want to give. Actually, I'll you know I'll just hop right into uh, my min. Is that and this? I don't know if it's their fault or if it's partially Billy's fault or whose fault it is. But some of the characters aren't as fleshed out as I want them to be in a documentary, where it's like I like I don't and I don't think Billy is willing to show that like what his what his doubts and fears are and like right. what he actually He's thinks. He's not going like, to share. No, he's just like, no, I'm I'm the best and like this is who I am. So it might be part of that, but it's like that would be where this movie would be a lot better is if we got more of you know, people's motivations and actual thoughts about things and like delved into it a little bit deeper. Right. It would be I just think it would be a lot better. Um my Max. It's just weird talking um, you know, about a documentary. Yeah, we have to remember that these are like real people, obviously. Yes. Like it's not like they're they're actors playing in a thing, but You can't make the choice and be like, you know what, we didn't develop this character enough. Let's add that yeah. in and add some scenes but in. But it's strange. So So it's like, ah, could they have done it? Maybe, I don't know. Right. Um my max is that I feel like they gave just the right amount of context for like what um Donkey Kong and like the world records and like this whole scene and like what's it about and the people that care about it and what it is yeah and like this is the thing that this guy founded and like they give you just enough information so that you have a knowledge base if you know nothing about video games you can still know what's happening and like understand everything right yes so i thought it was like just the right amount yes perfect it's a movie about like athletes competing for the ultimate glory not a video game movie yeah yes yeah totally. but they have to present it to people some people will find it um like a barrier to entry because it's not sports yep. right like it's not as it's not a mainstream thing that anyone even us like i play a lot of video games i don't really know anything about this i heard about it a little bit but i don't know so they kind of give you they give you a perfect little knowledge base mm-hmm. and then give you the characters and show you all the things and also the music was really mm-hmm. good but that's a side note mm-hmm. Travis. um I would say my one max that we haven't really talked about is I feel like the beginning of the movie did a really good job with like kind of montaging some stuff together. Um, 
like they there's a scene where they show Steve playing on his kid's drum set and then they yeah, use like the music from Steve's drumming to kind of tie together how he's using like kind of a white pen to write on to to show the movement of items on the Donkey Kong screen mm-hmm. and it kind of it, it's cut really really well and it's fast paced and it's very interesting and I kind of wish they would have done maybe a little bit more of that it kind of feels mm-hmm. like they did that very early in the documentary and then it just kind of went to the wayside to just be like let's just film what's going on yeah um, which yeah, obviously, it was a one-off yeah like it was a one-off thing and I was like oh that was actually very cool so I liked that scene a lot um I would say my min would be a quote from Billy Mitchell. No matter what I say <laughs> draws controversy, just like oh, the abortion issue. Oh, ugh. I literally screamed. I yeah, literally screamed. I heard that. He compares himself to every, every like things that he has no bearing comparing himself to. He compares himself to like, um, gun, like, uh, fighter, uh, <laughs> Fighter uh, man. Gunners. Like fighter man, like plane gunners yeah. from World he's War II. Like the Red like Baron the, got eighty six yes. kills and uh, he's the best. Yeah. Yeah. He's the best. There's a difference between the Red Baron and everyone and the else. Like, you're not the Red Baron. Got twenty seven kills. You know his name. I I'm sure you don't. I know his name. Here it is. <laughs> Sorry for anyone who has misophonia. I'm sure you got a kick out of those mouth sounds. Oh my god. Barf. But yes. That quote is my min. I hated it. <laughs> Just that. Just the yeah, quote. That's it. That's it. Everything he says. <laughs> yeah, no, he had a lot of those. Yeah. Same with the Helen of Troy thing. Yes. I was like, okay. Yeah. Okay. Some of them are funny. That one I literally screamed. Like, I'm like, oh my God, shut your face right Bye. now. Bye. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that's about it. Really, I just... Quote wise, there's, pl- there's, there's so many quotes. Oh my God. Like you just said. I'm sorry. After my... Before we go. Chumpetizing. Yeah, oh my god. Uh, Literally, chumpetizing was word. <laughs> I wrote it down. It's on the poster. It's on the poster. <laughs> oh my god, because uh what's his face? Don't says get like I didn't want to let him chumpetized is on the poster. Yeah. He's like I didn't want to let Steve Weeby chumpetize himself. Yes. Oh my god, I laughed. I so hard. I don't even know. I no, I, I loved it. I thought it was hilarious. It's literally right underneath on my paper here of the no matter what I say draws controversy. The next line I wrote was chumpetize himself. <laughs> yeah. I don't think we touched on Roy Schilt enough, but if you watch this movie, he has quotes that will floor you. Yeah. Just saying. Things I don't think we should repeat. <laughs> ah I, oh, you have no idea how much I want to, but I will not. <laughs> I will move on to the next segment, which is a game. That we've made, that I've made with these two gentlemen. So the game is obscure arcade game or not. Oh, Oh, nice. Okay. So I've pulled some lesser known arcade games from, I mean, mostly when, from the 80s. Okay. It's when kind of everyone was making a bajillion arcade games all the time. Um, And I've pulled some real ones. And there's some that I have made up. So I'll give you the name of the game. And a brief uh, explanation of what the game's about. Okay. Oh my gosh, I'm ready. So here we go. First up, Timber. You play a lumberjack chopping down trees while avoiding bears. This sounds legit. Is Timber a real arcade game? This sounds legit, but I also trust 
that your mind is powerful enough to make it sound legit. So thanks, man. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks, man. <laughs> real. It's real. I'm I'm gonna say legit, and I'm gonna fall for your trap. Timber is a real game. Oh, okay. <laughs> It was made by Bally Midway in 1984. Let's go. Yep. All right. Yeah, next yeah. up. Cosmic Cavern. Mm. You play a spaceman. You're proceeding down cave levels. You are fighting both aliens and dinosaurs. Real. You seem very sure about that. And I'm wondering if that's because he knows this is real. Or does he just believe it? I could just be all I'm of going- my own, all of my own stuff, like a Billy Mitchell. Hey, uh, I'm gonna say fake. Nah, I totally no! made it. Yeah, it's no! not a real game. Very yes. good. Yes, 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 yes. All right, we are two one, Travis. Oh. Uh, next up, Mad Planets. You're a spacecraft. And you are under assault from planets that seem to be mad at you. <laughs> okay, no, nah. Hard nah. Them planets, they are mad at you. What did I do to piss these planets off? <laughs> it's like social anxiety, the game. You think even the planet is mad at you? It sounds Jesus like Katamari Damashi. <laughs> I'm going to say this is real. That's totally a real game. Oh, yeah. Get the F out of here. Gottlieb in 1983. Um, not a hit at the time. At that whole, they seem their planets are mad at you. That was in a description that oh I read my God. online of the game. Just angry planets. Um, not a hit at the time, but apparently it's a big time collectible because the original cabinet had some unique controls. Interesting. So nobody played hmm. it at the time, but I guess now it can get you some money. Interesting. Next up is bubbles you play a bubble in a sink and you're picking up dirt and debris to get bigger and try and escape is bubbles a real game i hate this game (laughs) (laughs) bubble bobble's a real game from taito that's not the question that's a real game oh that's still not the question it's fake i'm just so wrong fake I'm gonna I'm gonna say it's fake too. It's not. Nah. It's a nah from me. That's also a real no! game. Oh my god! Uh, Bubbles by Williams Electronics, 1982. <sighs> Once you get big enough, you can go down the drain to get to the next sink, which doesn't make sense. Hmm. If you're getting bigger, you can't go down the drain. How do your but, sinks connect to each other? Are all of our uh, sinks interconnected? And I just didn't know this. Maybe. Could I but, like, you know, we're put something down depth, my so. sink and send it to your house? Yeah, like a uh, like a pneumatic tube. <laughs> yeah, 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 we send yeah, yeah. messages to yeah, each other through that, the sink. That sounds totally legit. I love it. Okay. I'm so it's mad. Real. Next up. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it is, what, three to one? Yeah. Three to one, Travis. Fuse rush. Hmm. You are an electrician at an apartment building, and you have to fix sections of electrical wiring before the occupants electrocute themselves. <laughs> Fuse rush. I love the descriptions. Fake. Um, it feels like a real game. I'm going to say real and fall for your trap. I made that one up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it feels legit. That feels like a legitimate game. 
you just got dumbass people who are running around touching sockets and you got yeah, like, and you're yeah. like i gotta save you i yeah. gotta shut this shit down someone yeah. make this good description so thank you this three two travis is in the lead the last question domino man hmm. real you are a man you are setting up dominoes while town folk try to knock them over oh no town folk what are you Googling over there, Jacob? I already, I already gave my answer. Town folk? The idea that That's like... That's what I said. Is this like a community domino game? I don't understand. Town folk. I don't know, man. You're setting up dominoes along a path. <sighs> I said real. keep people from knocking it over. Real was my original I, answer. I'm going to say real Why are you second well. guessing yourself, Jacob? The use of the word town folk make me, makes me think it's real, but Katie's probably tricking me. So I'm going to say real. I also play fantasy games a lot. So, you know, town folk is on the brain. Mm. But it is a real game. Oh! oh! So you both win. So Travis wins. Yes! But Jacob, oh. you did, you've made a valiant effort at the end. Thank there. you. There's a game on uh, PlayStation called No One Can Stop Mr. Domino. And there's a second where I'm like, oh, oh, did she trick me? And it's actually that game and this one's fake. So that's why I had a little freak out moment there. <laughs> yeah. No. So you have to set up your dominoes. At the end of the level, you can either knock them down to get points, like knock down your little trail of dominoes, or you could keep them up and try to get more. You would get more points in the next level oh if my you God. could keep them up still. And you just got like crazy town folk coming at you. Yeah. Down, uh, and also like bears and bees and all kinds of things. Bears, wow. bees, things. Battlestar Galactica, I'm sure, right? <laughs> well done. <laughs> so that's the end of our game. Yay. Travis is the winner. Oh, of course I am. And <laughs> now we go into our final segment. Should this movie be cut or seen? Now, I know that Jacob was conflicted at the start of this. So I'm going to start with Travis. This thing is hilarious, and I am going to say a very strong scene from me because I enjoyed every moment of it. I'm glad I watched it. It was extremely entertaining. And like like that one review said, it's kind of like it feels like a mockumentary. Like there's no way these people are real, but these people are real. And so it's just so entertaining. Like I, I, I laughed out loud multiple times, and I enjoyed my time with it immensely. And I kind of want a sequel. So give me a sequel. I want to see it. So yes, scene from me. I'll go next. Um, I'm kind of along the exact same lines. <laughs> it, it, this is totally enjoyable. Front to back. What is not enjoyable about this movie? Yeah, it's so I don't fun. know. Yeah, I got crazy characters. I don't know what anyone's going to say ever. Anything could come out of anyone's mouth at any moment mm-hmm. and it would fit right into that movie and you'd be like yeah okay because i don't know yeah everyone's just uh they are unique characters yes and we got to we got to visit with them for a little bit and mm-hmm. i really really enjoyed it yes hilarious Jacob. so i had trouble when we started this separating my feelings from whether or not this is a good movie and i think it's like mm-hmm. a thing that i often maybe not often but a couple times i've gotten into a, a trap of is like you hated this one thing, therefore you hated the movie. Um, so mm. I'm going to separate emotions from this and say that I do not appreciate anyone who portrays gamers or esports in a negative light. 
So that's why I was upset when I first kind of got out from the movie. Because I listened, I watched the movie like right before this. I recognize that this is a good documentary. So. I don't know that they're presented that negatively. I don't know. Because like Steve Weeby's chasing this record yeah. and he's a lovely guy and he's got his family and he's got like, he's, and it's look, not like Billy he's, Mitchell um, sucks. And that's like, to be, there are characters in esports or there are like personal yeah. personalities in esports that are terrible. And so Mm -hmm. I I guess it's just part of the part of the game. Uh, So all that to say, this is a scene. It's a good documentary. um, And there's no way that I can sit here and and deny that. (laughs) To be fair, like Steve Wiebe is really the only redeeming one in this whole thing. Right. They portray a lot of other esportsy kind of people that like Look, not the greatest can be terrible sometimes there can be orgs that can right. do terrible things take people's money get into nfts i don't know um but i guess like i i like to think that these people are are good there are more sonic foxes than there are people who sell nfts and, and pump and dump <laughs> not, nfts i'm yeah. not gonna name people <laughs> um but yeah this is a scene for sure nice Yay. A rare triple yeah, scene. So we have a scene. Yay. A rare triple scene. Can add it to the group. <laughs> All right. So that ends it for us. Um, Jacob, where can people find you? In the social media, you can find me on the internet at do? Jacob McCord on all major social media platforms. J A C O B M C C O U R T. I host another show called the Left Behind Game Club. That is a video game book club podcast that releases every other week. You can check it out on all podcasting platforms and uh, check out video game trivia. It's a thing I do, uh, you know, regularly when it's in season. Uh, you can find those episodes on YouTube.com/slash Jacob McCord. But just follow me on Twitter, and I will let you know when it's starting back up. So there you go. Katie, what about you? I am way shorter because I do far less things. Um, I'm on Twitter. I am Les Brack. You can find me there. I talk about things. I talk about this. I talk about video games. I talk about random other things that I like. But <laughs> yeah, I'm there. You can find me. Travis. Um, I'm on Twitter as well. Uh, at Travis Colnett. I cannot spell my name nearly as fast as Jacob. <laughs> T-R-A-V-I-S-C-O-L-E-N-U-T-T. Wow. That's so impressive. You're hired. (laughs) K-A-T-I-E-L-E-S-P-E-R-A-N-C-E. Lesby. Let's go. That's impressive. I could totally beat that. (laughs) But that's okay. So that's it for the day. And we are done. And with that, we will sign out with a quote from the movie. And Jacob's going to do this one. If you do not know the next pattern coming up at a Tron light cycle event, you will lose a life. <laughs> Jesus. Bye. Very good. Bye. Why is that a real quote? <laughs> Cutscenes, a video game movie podcast. You're listening to the Left Behind Game Club. Welcome to the Left Behind Game Club. 
our never-ending attempt to make sure that no game is left behind. I'm Jacob McCourt, and listen to me and my co-hosts Mo Murtadi and Mike Ruffalo, as well as some wonderful guests, as we go through games, large and small, old and new, to bring you funny, informative, and mostly positive discussions about them. We've got over 100 episodes in the feed, so if you wanted to take the show for a spin, download a show about one of your favorites, and let us guide you through it with our takes. Join us on our goal in every episode to make sure that each time there's one less game left behind.